Well, we've come to the middle of the week, everybody, and I hope it's going well for you. I hope you also are already praying for our worship services this Sunday, for God to speak in a powerful way and people to be saved, that you are praying every day, every day for God to give you opportunities to invite someone to church, opportunities to share your testimony, opportunities to share the gospel excuse me, share the gospel, and that you're praying every day for God to give you the boldness and courage to speak, to speak when those opportunities come. So pray, pray, pray. Well, today in our devotion, we are in chapter eight, and uh, I want to make a comment about uh, a little teaching note and then share my devotional thought for the day. Uh, In this chapter, we have the story of Jesus feeding the 4,000 which is very similar uh, to Jesus feeding the 5,000 in a previous chapter. They're very similar. Some details are different, you know, the amount of food and how much was collected and how many people and all of that, and they're in different locations, but they're very similar stories. And um, some people who are skeptics, who are critics of Scripture, of the Bible, who are liberals say that this is describing two, two descriptions of the same event, et cetera, et cetera, and use that as a way to attack the credibility, the reliability of God's word. And every time I hear skeptics and critics and liberals say stuff like that, I just want to scream, okay? I just, I laugh out loud. Don't you think Mark was smart enough to know that these two stories he was writing about were similar. And if he had any suspicion they were just two different accounts of the same event, you think he would have been so stupid to put them both in there knowing that people would use that as a way to attack his credibility? I just I just laugh at the way some liberals and critics attack God's word. Just the, it's like, They don't want to believe it, so they come up with stupid reasons not to sometimes. And pardon my bluntness, but sometimes the skeptics and critics, they can think they're so smart and sound so smart when really what they're saying is so dumb. Shouldn't have said it that way, but it's how I really feel anyway. Also in this chapter... Jesus, with his disciples, discussed those two events like they were two separate events. Why? Because they were two separate events. Trust the word of God and just laugh at the nutty skeptics. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just was in a mood. All right. What spoke to my heart? Let's get a little more positive and encouraging. Hadn't planned to do all that, but anyway. Um. My devotional thought is very similar to to a couple of days ago, uh, verses 11 and 12. The Pharisees came out and began to argue with him, argue with Jesus, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. Sighing deeply in his spirit, he said, why does this generation seek for a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to you to this generation. By the way, be, be careful when you, you know, you, you ask God to give you a sign. Just be careful. Anyway, what spoke to me is Jesus sighing 
deeply. And you remember, what was it, a couple of days ago, the story of Jesus healing uh, the man who was deaf and could barely speak, um, and, and, and Jesus sighed deeply at his pain and his suffering. Here, Jesus sighs deeply at the skepticism, the cynicism, the unbelief, the, 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 the lack of integrity of the Pharisees at, at their spiritual blindness. God feels... He cares, sighing at the pain of a deaf mute, sighing at the blind and at the spiritual blindness and the spiritual obstinance of the Pharisees. He feels. And uh, like earlier, the skeptics in the two stories, the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000, maybe rather than me just being so frustrated with them, my heart should break at how blind and obstinate they really are. By the way, there's a lesson in that for how you and I should feel about people in Hollywood and people in politics, rather than being angry so much, maybe we should sigh a little more and feel the pain that comes from being broken at how spiritually blind and spiritually misled and spiritually obstinate and spiritually bankrupt they really are. This also tells me, though, that my God is not distant and far away and not caring. He's close by. He cares and he feels. He sighs at people's suffering and he sighs at their spiritual ignorance and sin. God feels and he cares and he cares about you. Love him with all your heart. Hey, God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as we look at chapter 9.